This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This episode is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. Captain's Log, Stardate. I don't know, there's like 140 stars within a mile of me, so we're going to skip that bit. We received a package today from a company called Shaker and Spoon, and Colin and Jesse are already face deep in the box. It has three recipes for creating cocktails, plus all the ingredients you need, minus the alcohol. As someone who's been gargling swamp hooch for the last how many forevers I've been up here, wow, we got the vodka brunch box. Each recipe makes four servings, and we've already had the blood and sage and the slow rush. So easy to make, even Greg the Zebra was tending bar, and the results were magnificent. If you're foolish enough to listen to this show, we've got an actual smart thing for you to do. $20 off any linked subscription if you go to shakerandspoon.com slash oz9. Get a box delivered to your airlock each month and $20 off your subscription at shakerandspoon.com slash OZ number nine. Enjoy, Space Monkeys. Captain out. On Friday, July 26, 2019, the entire cast of Oz 9 assembled in Seattle to record the opening episode for season two. We also collected questions from our patrons and Discord clan, so what follows is a roundtable Q&A. You're listening to Bonnie Brantley, Richard Nadalny, Eric Perry, Richard Cowan, June Clark Eubanks, Aaron Clark, Tim Sherburn, John Faley, and Shannon Perry. Our theme music, which, quote, perfectly sets the tone, unquote, thank you, Kyle, is by John Faley. There are a couple of spoilers within, so if you haven't heard all of season one, you may want to do that first. Does everybody want to say their name and character real quick? So I'm Shannon, Madeline and Olivia. I'm Richard, I play the narrator. I'm Eric, and I play Joe, Ed One, Dr. Habazetzer, and Mr. Souther, Senator Souther's. He's not a senator, though. <laughs> he isn't? No, remember, he was talking to the senator. Oh. Oh, who? And uh, Mr. Summers. that? I'm Bonnie, and I am Jesse and Donna and various other characters here and there. I'm Aaron Clark. I play Les Vichons Frise and Ben. In that freeze. And I'm June Clark Eubanks, and I play Glenda and the Albatross. I'm Richard Prime, and I play Leap. I'm, well, whatever. <laughs> I'm Tim Sherburn, and I play Colin Smith and uh, Head 2 slash Emily. And I'm John Faley, and I do the music, and I'm also Brandon. <laughs> the YouTube guy. The YouTube guy. Yeah. Brandon the YouTube guy. Okay, so we're going to do the first question for John, because John needs to go do other important things, unlike the rest of us. So the first question is from Paul Nichols, and he asks, uh, where is the intro music from? It perfectly sets the tone. The intro music is just straight out of the top of my head. When you. first asked, <laughs> <laughs> with very little description, just a verbal description of what the show was going to be about, that it was going to be science fiction-y, 
and funny and in space and then uh, put together about 20 different pieces for the, for these guys to review and that was one it felt like we wanted to sort of a 80s a retro kind of 80s pop sort of vibe and so that's how it came about and it's in and John does other music too there is the morning music which I love which I think is hilarious <laughs> so the crew wakes up to morning music which is also by John which is cheesy and fabulous oh and the crew room music which you hear underneath a lot of conversations because they spend a lot of time in the crew room and heroic oh, and, running and heroic right. running exactly. well I, I will point out that yes John has created a couple of different versions of our theme song so we have a hard rock version and we have a smooth jazz version and now he's promising a disco version so yes. <laughs> Something to look forward to. he's pretty awesome yeah he's amazing anything else John you'd like to add before you have to take off See ya. Good to see you again. Nice to meet you in person. And there was much hugging. <laughs> Thank you, John. So moving on. So this is from a Travis Hull. Is it because you can hear your voice now that you're talking so softly? All the I can't. Time? This is driving me crazy. It's <laughs> the radio voice. You can't not do it. <laughs> All right, all y'all could shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have earphones, so we're just talking like we always do. Uh, this that is so, so weird. Okay. Never done that one <laughs> okay. Shh, children. So these are the cats that we heard every week right here. Um, so could everybody tell me a moment or a blooper that made into the show, made its way into the show, or you wish had made its way into the show? Oh, my God. Wow, we that have was a lot of Tim going, I don't know that we have any that we had wished had gone in, but we just we have so many all the time that that's what makes recording so much fun. I I usually have a blooper every time I have to say something French, so I'm glad those do not make it in. I'm glad I get pronunciation uh, instruction on that. Thank you, Shannon. Like like my French is so perfect. It's better than mine. Yes, our apologies to the entire country of France and <laughs> large swaths of Canada and Africa. We're saving all our bloopers for special. We are. Special time. They are some very fun <laughs> bloopers. Yeah. <laughs> my, I think my favorite is when <laughs> one time Joe pops up and uh, Colin is supposed to say Jesus, and I accidentally said it instead. <laughs> and Colin Tim says, hey, you stole my Jesus. You stole my Jesus. <laughs> you stole my Jesus. <laughs> I could make it on t-shirt and no one would know what it was. <laughs> I stole my Jesus. All right. Uh, what was the inspiration for the alarm? Richard, you can tell that story if you like. The inspiration for the alarm. Well, we, it was funny because I tried recording. A, I was. I assumed you were going to pick one word and then repeat it. I didn't realize you were going to use the whole string of me trying to do alarm in a very bored voice. So we, we, we basically we needed a, an alarm and we tried to figure out what would be the alarm on the Oz 9. And it's like, well, it can't be right. Whoever's recording it back in Gated Galaxy would probably be annoyed that they were doing that. So, exactly. And so that became the ship's alarm. I mean, you want I, me to do what? <laughs> I mean, originally I started out planning to do an actual alarm, and I listened to, I don't know, a couple dozen on various sites and thought, yeah, no, this, this, this is not going to work. So I said, Richard, could you do some considering it filler for the time? And then it turned out to be funny, and so we kept it. <laughs> Except for those two guys who gave us bad reviews on iTunes because they didn't like the alarm. What? I didn't hear about that. Yeah, we supposed to hate your alarm. I don't really care because it's an MP3 and people use it as their actual alarm on their phone now, so yeah. those two guys That's funny. can live without it. 
<laughs> All right. All right. What? Uh, let's say. Oh, Ruck asks, "Does Leet know my password?" Yes. <laughs> you may be noticing some interesting charges on your credit card. <laughs> Mostly gym equipment, so it's okay. And bronzer. <laughs> Tickets to the zoo. Right. Um, Ooh, zebras. What did Joe do before he was on the ship? What did Joe do before he was on the ship? Uh, yeah, he worked at a, he was a, worked at a, uh, uh, laboratory, um, very top secret laboratory, very important work being done for the, uh, NASA and the war department, uh, as the janitor. And, um, the, he's, he was a, he's been a janitor in, for a long time. His family was, he's. He uses actually his great grandfather's mop, as a matter of fact. Um, it's been handed down generation to generation. So uh, this is pretty much it. Now he's doing it in space, sometimes without pants on, <laughs> but always with his smelling things. Make sure you have your rubbers. Um, when we're answering these questions, we're going to be messing up all your writing by adding stuff that you didn't think of. Oh, I'm going to disclaim all of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, now take... is our opportunity. Because <laughs> well, Joe's really on Hevesets there. Right. So, so actually, before this, he was oh, playing right. mice Non-existent. in All right. So your best guess, what are the hockey pucks made of that we eat? Urinal oh. cakes. Oh, oh I can totally God. see that. <laughs> Human growth hormone. <laughs> Recycled cardboard. Soylent green. Spam. Our most important ingredient is our people. <laughs> <laughs> Just look out for the Girl Scout cookies. Oh, the Girl Scouts. Yes. Mm. Guys are... Don't modify it, though, because I'll flip it out the airlock. Oh. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> that is not an authorized hockey puck. That is right. Where does Joe keep finding all the food? Yes, it's an interesting question. Um, I bl- my theory is... That uh, the as the, during the construction phase of the Oz ships, um, the construction crews were multinational um, working class people who brought their own sandwich machines and had them stocked. And then, in the usual gated galaxy efficiency, they left the machines on board the ships, and uh, so they're just in various places, uh, you know, uh, available with and uh, with his magic uh, janitor magic key that he can access almost anything on the ship. He can grab sandwiches from any of these machines he wants and um, choke them down. Choke so, them down. That's, that's the upsetting. Deal. Really gross. Okay, another question from Ruck. Jesse seems like a steak kind of person. <laughs> okay, I assume he meant how would she want it cooked, but he actually has who would she want it cooked, <laughs> which is interesting, given the Oz9. Uh, I like it bloody. <laughs> God, you scare me. Uh, how many rooms are on the ship? All lots. of them. More than 12. All of them. Lots and lots and lots. Thousands. Over 3,000. <laughs> but there's only one bathroom. Oh, wait, no, it's 9,000. Not only one bathroom. Not only one bathroom. bathroom. And it's a men's room. <laughs> but it's big. It's IP standard. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, God. And that's why she wears leggings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you all are scaring me. Okay, um, if we did another crossover, does anybody have a show you would like to do a crossover with? Like we did with uh, Best in Galaxy. Star Trek. Doctor Who. Babylon 5. 
podcast, guys. Podcast. <laughs> you didn't designate. Is there a Star Trek podcast? Probably. Oh, I'm sure there is. I uh, think it would be fun to do a crossover with uh, uh, either Oblivity or We Fix Space Junk. I would love to have We Fix Space Junk come fix the Oz-9. <laughs> They're not going to be able to. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they could grease. stop it spinning, that would be a big start. Somebody should said, show up on one of the cooking shows. Cooking with Grief? Scottish podcast. Scottish podcast would oh, be fun. Oh my God, the Scottish podcast. Because yeah. they would visit us and then it would be over and then they'd talk about it in the bar. <laughs> I think we should buzz King Falls. That would be fun. Because we can't. We can't control the oh, That's true. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, how much that's time a week is spent just interacting with fans on social media? Hmm. It depends. Why you'd have it? to say yeah. you're on there more than the rest of us. Put together. Uh, I'd probably spend an. Don't everybody talk about yourself. An hour. <laughs> I'm no on there about an hour a day while I'm lying in bed in the dark before instead of going to sleep like I should. If okay. I'm if I'm being completely honest, I really hate my job right now, so probably way too much time on social media, but it keeps me sane. So thank you to everybody because you're helping me avoid my horrible job and my horrible boss. Oh, Who's not right. listening, I suppose? No. <laughs> I, <laughs> I usually do it after I wake up from my night terrors. <laughs> and it sounds Gets me like back it. to sleep. It looks like it too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I just like to say Eric is my brother and therefore the source of my night terrors. <laughs> <laughs> I am the source of your night terrors. You are the source of my night terrors. Um, okay. What what does scare me about social media was the albatross was on social media and now she's off, so hopefully she'll be really soon it's it's following us and she's never saying anything i know it's scary (laughs) dude you're a little stocky with this albatross person (laughs) i know the the hard thing about social media is that it's really cool that everybody stays in character and that's like super fun and our fans really seem to like that and and having conversations with our snarky characters is great the the hard part is how to maintain the character without interrupting the storyline so we just try and be characters sort of free floating from the storyline when we're on social media. And that's, I think that's great fun myself. Yeah, we're basically in an alternate universe (laughs) whenever we're in character there. Exactly. Except some idiot named Bonnie keeps tweeting on my Twitter feed. I don't know who she is. (laughs) Drives me crazy. (laughs) It's not my fault. It's not my fault. I can't help it. Who are you, Jesse? I love the narrator, as you very well know, but was there a reason you decided to have one besides the fact that you had the perfect voice actor for it? Oh. 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 bromance. Uh, the inspiration for the narrator was actually our, one of our favorite shows, Arrested Development. We love the way the narrator is a part of the story and uh, clues the, the listeners, in our case, in uh, to things that are going on that the characters themselves don't actually know. So we feel a little bit more informed about the story than the, you know the idiots that are bumbling around on the ship so um so that yeah that's that's why so ron howard if you're listening we'd love to have you do a crossover with the rest of development in oz 9 <laughs> squee <laughs> right actually i did tell uh, shannon earlier that my uh, my dream would be for ron howard to deliver one of his lines from arrested development would be at the end of a story going and that's how you narrate a story <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what was the hardest part of getting the show off the ground? 
I think for me, the hardest part was probably just that we had not done this before. I don't know that any of us has been involved in a podcast before. But Other than you. No. You're forgetting Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah, that was a huge inspiration. That was a practice run. It really was. And it was great, actually. It was really useful. Uh, Olivia came from that Sherlock Holmes thing. That is true. That is true. So that was really good. But I think for me, the hardest part is just not knowing what I'm doing. So being very inefficient with the uh, production and stuff. So well, and I think you guys? part of it, too, was just actually getting going. It's like, well, you wanted to do something, but what? How? Do, and so like coming up with the idea and fleshing it out. Remember, we all sat around the table and tried to come up with our character ideas and and that. But, uh, yeah, the hardest part was actually just getting going. Yeah, I kind of remember that first brainstorming conversation we had about the various characters and where we were. <laughs> it didn't turn out anything like it, but. <laughs> well, you all had the same names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kept the name. What about for the people who came in a little bit later? Was there what, we, what would you say was a challenge? Um, a difficult part is uh, we're all in different. Uh, I'm not close enough to the mic. Sorry, we're all in different time zones. So uh, when we're doing the recording, so sometimes it's it's a little late for us. But um, getting our lovely seven year old to be quiet enough. Just, just to be quiet enough to do the recording, um, but she loves it. She, uh, she does impressions of me, and it just cracks me up. But uh, yeah, the the time the time difference. I just want to hang out all night with everybody, you know, because I'm having so much fun. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, it's midnight. We all got to get to bed. <laughs> I do mine. Oh, June, yeah. Or Bonnie. I do mine remotely too. So I'm in a closet. I'm in a closet in my house with no air conditioning, and the light turns out when I close the door. So um, I have to be really careful about that, but I have to close the door because it's too hot in there, and I've got this ironing board behind me, and I oh, mean, it's just ridiculous. And um, and then I'm always jealous because it's six o'clock in Seattle, and everybody's all the other group is all sitting around their table having their dinner through the read through, and they have fudge sickles or something, and they're drinking, and it's ten thirty at night for me, and I'm in a closet. It's just <laughs> sad. And everybody in my house has gone to sleep, and then my daughter comes in, tell me it's time to go to bed. And, so, so today we're all together and we all got to eat together and it was so fun. It was so fun. I don't want to leave. When it comes to challenges, I will point out that the first time we had Bonnie on, because we use Skype so we can see the remote people. And uh, so there she is in her closet with her computer and, you know, the Skype, we can see her. And it's like, there were all these shelves with bins and things are labeled. And so we were all asking her questions. It's like, well, what is that? What is that thing? What, what's in there? Well, show and so she's pulling shit out of these, you know, bins, <laughs> showing us stuff, and yeah. So that that was the challenge. There was like, guys, we we have to record here. Let's it's a closet full of crap. <laughs> and Bonnie. And I will mention that she lives in Austin, Texas. So being in a closet with no air conditioning is particularly unpleasant sometimes. And it gets really hot. She's very mad. I suffer for my art. <laughs> Jesse's had a rough go of it the entire time. <laughs> now I'm trying to kill her. <laughs> Worst rescue ever. <laughs> okay, uh, what is Joe's favorite sandwich so far? Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, uh, peanut butter and sriracha sandwich. Uh, because it gives you that nice burn and it sticks to the roof of your mouth. So it lingers. So, and Uncle Joe's, or uh, uh, was it uh, Yellowstone Joe's uh, 
blooms and groom uh, blooms and uh, shrooms sandwich, veggie wrap. No, that was uh, that was something I used on uh, Facebook <laughs> or uh, Twitter, I should say. Uh, that'll let, uh, that'll get you tripping and uh, flipping and uh, uh, and I'm trying to remember some of the other ones that I've, I've that he's um, partaken of. Do we have any of the other ones? I don't remember. There's there's a lot of them. There's a lot of uh, long nights digesting those things. So uh, <laughs> some of them, some of them are just pass through, and others linger. There's a reason he doesn't sleep with the rest of the crew, right? And sometimes I don't sleep at all. <laughs> okay, from Jessica Vest, what is Leet's favorite workout? How does he maintain his symmetry? Crunches, dude. It can get very intimate when you're counting someone's crunches. Exactly. And performing them. <laughs> Short but sweet. I love Lee so much. Whole <laughs> well, evening has been lascivious. <laughs> I could try that again. It's crunches. I love the crunches. <laughs> okay, you're, you're all scaring me. <laughs> uh, what three wishes would Head 2 make, Emily? Also from Jessica. Sorry, I'm sitting there playing with a mixer. <laughs> what was the question? Uh, what, <laughs> what three wishes would oh, head two like? make? What three wishes would head two make? <laughs> uh, let's see. Probably wish number one. <laughs> no, actually, head one seems to be obsessed with the arms. Head two doesn't seem to really care too much about them. Um, I think head two probably... Wow, that's a tough one. <laughs> Would head two want to be separated from head one? I don't know. I think that no. because he see head two gets a little defensive whenever head one suggests when his attention strays away. <laughs> we share a CPU, of course. So yeah, of course. Separate. We'd miss each other. Well, miss each other in the way that we would cease to function. (laughs) (laughs) I think if he had a wish, he would wish to have his unfried brain back. Oh, yeah, definitely. The the ability to uh, actually... Might cause some lasting pickles. (laughs) (laughs) The frustration that comes from having, like, your words, like, not come out good. (laughs) (laughs) So like you, then. (laughs) Ta-da! the albatross this is from kyle so have you ever considered a blue sharpie rather than red (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) red is the color of blood (laughs) it's right it's the it's the color of death no blue is very peaceful and relaxing red is the color of correction (laughs) correction oh right (laughs) red is a correcting pen a lot of things. I do correct a lot of things, Kyle. <laughs> I'm about to correct you. Oh. <laughs> I correct things permanently. Permanently. All right. For Jesse, also from Kyle. How have you adjusted being a non captain captain now that you find yourself aboard the Oz Nine? I'm still a captain. It's just that it, No, you're not. <laughs> Madeline won't let me be called captain when I'm on her ship. As soon as I'm off the ship, I'll be a captain again. 
I'll gladly take you off this ship right now for not having a proper body tag. I got my tag. <laughs> it just has people soup on it. Maybe it's like the office. She's the assistant captain. Assistant to the regional assistant to captain. Assistant the captain. to the captain. Yeah. 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 I'm okay with hottie. <laughs> captain captain hottie. Nobody calls me hottie except on this show anymore. Anymore. She says wistfully. Yes, indeed. Okay, from Eddie Louise of the quite wonderful Sage and Savant, if anybody's listening to that podcast, what is the particular combination of traits that make the corporation certain these monkeys can't fly? In other words, how did they select for maximum inefficiency? Ah. Is this like that, that um, interview question where you're supposed to um, admit your worst fault? Yeah. I'm too much of a perfectionist. Or did they do it like Madeline? It was just who was standing closest to them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably proximity. It. Proximity rules. Anybody have any thoughts about how that was? I mean, we we got a peek with Leet's interview where she was very excited about someone who didn't realize that if you name a zebra, it's already named. But <laughs> <laughs> problem is, Richard's just kind of playing himself. <laughs> Thanks, dear. <laughs> I think there was uh, somebody was it that uh, was doing some hiring at Applebee's, and uh, these were the people that didn't make the cut. So <laughs> the Applebee's cut. So they were hired for the crew of the Oz Nine instead. A low water Applebee's. Right. <laughs> no offense to Applebee's. Sorry, Applebee's. <laughs> these are not the opinions of. Yeah, that's awesome. true. And, and it could have been TGI Fridays. Right. That's, well, Eric and I were both, as kids, we were both laid off from detasseling corn, which has got to be about one of the most minor activities. <laughs> How did you get laid off from that? <laughs> well, I like to think it's because it was the end of the season, but considering we both lasted a week, <laughs> I think we I were just really I bad at it. I think I lasted a week. I think I, I think I showed up at the site, and then they said, Talk to the, the microphone. I think they just said stay on the bus. You have to understand in the Midwest where we came from in Illinois, the rite of passage is to detassel at some point every two years. Later. It's a horrific rite of passage. It's yeah. awful. It's, yeah. This is really a thing? Yeah, you go out and corn? Yeah. Oh, yes. Job detasseling yeah, absolutely. corn? Absolutely. They don't have a machine for this? Well, they do, yes, but they they're called college teenagers. students. Yeah, yeah basically. High school, high school students. students. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is before you could get a real job. They actually have detasseling machines, which is basically no. just two tires running across the tops of the tassels. The only problem is, is that they're more than likely to actually rip out the whole stalk and set it careening across the field. No, too much. I did the I did the <laughs> other fun farm thing, and that's walking beans. Oh. Yeah, it was usually one or the other. Walking beans. What is that? You walk through the rows of beans, and you pull out the weeds. Yeah, they also call oh, them deroging. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah, because they swap fields. So what would be right. beans one year will be corn the next. Yep. But there'll be stray corn that will grow up amongst the beans and steal nutrients. So yeah, you have in to Ohio, go they call that succotash. Beans and corn. Succotash. <laughs> it's also a dish. So what's w- the next and question I'm for the 4-H club? I'm the one from Texas. <laughs> so rude. I, I would like to say, however, that when you see people walking through cornfields and it looks so nice and romantic and sweet and very Midwestern wholesome, it's it bullshit. hurts like hell. Corn <laughs> will shred you. If you are not paying very close attention, that shit will get you. Maybe that's like the whole children of the corn thing that we didn't all get. Oh. That's why they're so the angry. Right. Well, and that's why all the guys in Field of Dreams are ghosts. They don't feel it. <laughs> the rest of us are all out there. Right, we're getting Ow. a little 4-H here. Yeah, we are. <laughs> all right, Do anyway. all of you know this except for me? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're all from the Midwest. <laughs> wow. No, that's not true. Well, except for you. You know about gutting fish. 
Well, that's true. I did that. Stepping on board the IS-9 is nothing if not a roll of the dice. So, if you're going to take that chance, at least have some really gorgeous, high-quality, unique RPG dice to roll with. Fan Roll by Metallic Dice Games have classic metallic dice sets, but also gemstones, acrylic, liquid core, and even a glow-in-the-dark option that's super cool and super handy when you can't find any night vision goggles. So many colors, materials, and designs to choose from. Plus, listeners to this show get 10% off your order. I'm guessing as a sort of consolation prize for listening to this show. Just use the code OZ9 at checkout. Get dice that are as unique as you and your character. Go now to fanrolldice.com and choose your dice, Space Monkeys, and get 10% off with code OZ9 at checkout. Okay, moving on. I had, be- I had to dress up like Chuck E. Cheese. <gasps> oh my god, she wins. Wow. Exactly. I had to dress up like Billy Bob from Showbiz. <laughs> wow. This is a whole nother question. Another whole nother. Whole nother? No. We do. That's a Texan thing. Okay. <laughs> Y'all. Children. This is going to be an editing Sweet. nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see. Okay, another question from Paul Nichols. Are you done? <laughs> Brother, the brother like and sister are sitting next to each other. We're going to separate them next time. <laughs> and the brother said something inappropriate. That's new and different. <laughs> Alrighty then. I would just like to introduce you to my childhood. Shut up. Your mother can't listen to this. No. <laughs> Is any of the podcast improvised by the cast? <laughs> not yet. Whoa. If not, is this something they would like to try in the future? No. Not even yes. remotely. <laughs> yeah, not really. Yeah, yeah, there is some uh, improv mic- going microphone. on. Oh. Microphone. I have something actually to say. Also. Uh, we don't really improvise that much. Maybe some of the background dialogue, but not really the actual lines. Sometimes. Improv's hard. Yeah, this is a fairly precise script, so it yeah. doesn't really have a lot of room for improv. So we improv in the murmurs a lot. Oh, that's true. That's the word. Yeah, the listen into the murmurs. If you ever, if you ever listen, uh, Joe consistently says in the middle of a murmuring scene that he swallowed his gum. So <laughs> consistently says it. It doesn't always. So it's not the really improv. <laughs> the first one was improv. Besides, My, Shannon will beat us. Yeah. My only really improv lines are the laughs and the ahs. Those those are about the only thing that I kind of mess with because yeah, they're just you know just playing with it. But that's as crazy as I get. You improv how long you hold the word like exactly. <laughs> but it was so funny that that's why I did the one where he says something about counting his H's because they got so the A's got so long that it was like ridiculous. So it made sense to say. How many H's is in that? Like, uh, six, yes. Six. Six. It's more like 12. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. I had another one here. Um, for Les Bichons Frisés, or in it Freeze? Freeze. It is Frisé. For the Bichon Freeze, if you were able to do the most brilliant assassin, the greatest assassin of all the times, who? Would you assassin and perhaps make it fictional so we don't get sued or yeah. <laughs> otherwise develop FBI files? Oh, I had such a good one. <laughs> I bet you did. Don't get arrested. Honey. So good. Is this of all time or modern times right now? All time. He said of all, all, 
all the times. This is from Kyle. All the times. Mm. It would probably be that Anglais William Shakespeare. He wrote all that silly stuff, and I will prove to everyone he did not write it. It was women. It was children. His stuff is terrible. You are dead, William. Okay, so the one country left that we had not completely offended. We now did. Awesome. We're not going to show up on this list of British podcasts anymore. He would be poof, poof out of his little theater. Shakespeare was a hack. God, you haven't insulted the French enough. Now you're like, now we're going for the British. So I hope none of you ever had goals of traveling abroad anymore. Oh, the other one would be the little match girl AI. That would be very hard. I don't know how I would stabby stabby her. (laughs) Oh, I don't think you would. (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's here for Mr. Southers. Considering that galaxies do not have fences and therefore no need for gates, why is your company named Gated Galaxies? And if you don't know the reason for that, I do. <laughs> so oh. carry on. Also, I'm just going to say it wrong, of course, because I don't know what you had in mind. But uh, so why is it called Gated Galaxies? Oh, God. Uh, well, that's a long story, so you hear. Uh, oh, look at the time. Oh. <laughs> and scene. Uh that's a good question. I don't know why. What, what did you have in mind for why it's called Gated Galaxies? We'll go from there. Well, the idea is that you know rich people live in gated communities, and this was they were gating off entire galaxies strictly for rich people to live in. What she said. Yeah. What she said. And you'll never get that again from your brother. Yes. You're right. Oh, uh, here's a good one. I like this one from Ruck. Uh, with as successful as the show is becoming, what do you attribute that to? Listeners, yes. they, they listen and they like us and they pass the word on to other people. That's all I can say. Definitely. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> what about coffee? Well, I think a lot of it is the writing, and we have such a wonderful writer in Shannon, and she does such a wonderful job that it's every week that we're uh, we're surprised as the cast, um, and it gets the audience to come back because it's really good uh, comedy and I, I love the science fiction-y part of it. I think it's great. Go ahead. It's dinners on Friday night. <laughs> really, that's what's doing it. Free food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's my I closet. Was, <laughs> I was going to say, probably part of the problem with the not wanting to improvise is because the story is a little unpredictable, mm-hmm. which would be, that is my fault. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so it's a little hard to improvise when you're not sure what the next, yeah. Minute springs, so. Uh, well, and, you know, I have to say that I, I'm pretty sure this is true for all of us. We are. Um, I will admit that I am one of our biggest fans, but we're all cracking up when we're reading everything all the time. So I think we're just as big of fans as as people who are fans. I'm, face it, we're gonna admit it right here, right now. We're admit it. Hold your hand up if you're one of our biggest fans. Woo! You know it. You lie. Well, I don't know because I would have to point out that some of our fans know our show better than we do. Well, that's true. So. Okay. I mean, but we, we love you anyway. fans. But we are fans. Yes, we love our show. Every time we get a new script, we get all excited. And then we crack up through the whole reading. It's so fun. <laughs> it is pretty funny, though, when, when, my car- when a fan person will say on Discord, on the Podcast Junkie Discord server, uh, they'll say something about the script, and I'm like, I don't remember that. 
Like, <laughs> but they've listened to it more times than I have, so they know it better than I do. And it's like, I love it. it's awesome. But That's awesome. Yeah. For the narrator from Kyle, being that you are contractually ob- obliged and most likely must say nice things about Oz9, what would you say if I were to ask you to say something nice? I'd say I only read what's in the script. Nice. So get Shannon to put something nice in there. <laughs> and then you'll say it's snarky. And, we'll and then I will say it's snarkily, yes. But I would say probably the nicest thing about Oz9 is it's the closest I will ever come to narrating a documentary. <laughs> didn't the narrator one time like cheer for us when we didn't all die? It was like the first time the narrator was happy for us and we knew he, he liked us. But there was some... What was that? Yeah, there was, but then we quickly corrected course and sent ourselves to disaster. That was it. Because I remember one moment he was uh, he said something that made me realize he actually was rooting for us. I it said, was like, and hooray. That was it. It was yep. hooray. But it was, it was like, a sarcastic hooray. No, it wasn't. It was oh. it was genuine because then they were like, no, let's, let's don't do that then. And I was like, and they just blew it. Uh, <laughs> see? So that's how we knew you were actually really secretly rooting for us. Yeah. Oh, here's a good one. Colin, uh, this one's from Ruck. Yes. How did you make all your money? <laughs> <laughs> You're editing thoughts, aren't you, right now? However you think I might have made my money, it was never proven in court. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, will Colin ever figure out how to use a microwave? Why bother? I mean, there's all these peasants around who's perfectly capable of running the, the micro-cooker or whatever it is you call it. <laughs> Love that. Leet, you really need to stop feeding him. You're only encouraging this bad behavior. Okay, I think we're good. Anybody else want to have any final moments, questions, answers, mm. thoughts, regrets? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I just, I just want to thank everyone for listening to us because, I mean, without you, well, we'd probably still be doing this, but we'd be doing it off into the void. So right. the fact that people actually listen and enjoy this is just more pay, you know payout than I could ever imagine. So thank you. Truly, it's not something I ever would have expected myself to be a part of, but it's been a blast, and I hope to keep doing it. I remember thinking back when I started acting, uh, when I was you know eighteen, nineteen, I never would have dreamed I would be doing a radio play, and to read the the remarks on the internet about how excited people get about it and how much fun they're having. It makes me really happy uh, to know that because I always wanted to do some sort of theater performance that made people happy. Uh, and watching that Instead of making them cry. Instead of making them cry. <laughs> or instead of, you know, just playing to empty theaters. <laughs> Which made you cry. <laughs> Which made me cry. <laughs> right. Right. I love to see how uh, excited people get. I'm very excited and also terrified about the live show in April. Oh, yeah. About actually doing this in front of people. Uh, we should actually talk about that a little bit. Uh-huh. That's a, thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> so April 25th, we are, will be appearing with a bunch of other radio, uh, with a bunch of other sci-fi podcasts. So the show is called Wi-Fi Sci-Fi, and we will be appearing in, please help me if I don't forget anybody, uh, Sage and Savant, Ninth World Journal, Moonbase Theta Out, Relativity, Oz9, Girl in Space. Uh, we'll all be appearing in uh, in Seattle at the Copious uh, Playhouse, which is a very cool little um, performance space in Ballard in Washington State, in Ballard in Seattle. Um, so look for uh, Indiegogo, where we will be asking you for funds to help us make this happen. 
and uh, I hope people will be able to come. We'll have lots of great rewards for patrons, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a blast. Yeah, I'm I think coming. there was a question earlier about bloopers. My experience on yeah, uh, it'll probably be nothing but. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be the city. live blooper show. Live bloopers. <laughs> yeah, all bloopers all the time, and a little bit of story might fall out of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then you get to see what it's like before it gets edited, all beautifully edited, just <laughs> chaos and wackiness. It will, and it will be chaos. But yeah, there's going to be six six shows, which is which is very cool. And I think we're. It looks like we may be doing two shows now because the the theater is. Ni- nice, but nice very. Detail. It doesn't have a great deal of um, seating. So. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody, and definitely a huge thank you to to our listeners. We didn't expect to find you, so <laughs> thanks for finding us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. You're lovely. Merci. <laughs> Thanks, You're so everybody. sweet. You're so naughty. <laughs> Thank you. Be sure to wear your body tags. That was a little bit. Thank you very much, all you nice people out there. It was very nice of you to turn into a little show here. Ding, ding, bye, bye. Ding, ding, bye, bye. Scoot along. Scoot along. Thanks, everybody. We did not get Many thanks to Kyle Jones, Raymond Morse, Jessica Vest, Travis Hull, Paul Nichols, and Eddie Louise Clark for their awesome questions. Remember, Season 2 starts August 18th, so be sure to tune in. And just IFY, the experience is 19.8 times more entertaining if listened to while wearing an Oz9 shirt from Tee Public. Until then, Space Monkeys, narrator out. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The first thing you need to know about the Vegas Sci-Fi Adventure podcast is that you're not just listening to someone tell you a story. You are stepping into a world. And Vega Rex, the woman at the center of this saga, is currently sitting at the top of it. This is not by accident. For millennia, the country Vega calls home has been carefully honing the skills of its state-contracted killers, and these so-called holy warriors have gotten real good at taking down the world's worst criminals, or, as they would call it, cleansing. 400 kills into her career, Vega is the most decorated hunter there has ever been, and likely would have stayed that way if it had not been for him. An explosive encounter with the terrorist sets Vega on a path of revenge that is so thoroughly illegal that before this story is done, she will have risked it all, life, limb, and love, to satisfy her vengeance and keep her record of righteous kills perfect. My name is Ivoma Okoro, and I have so much more to tell you about this. Check out Vega, a sci-fi adventure podcast anywhere you listen to them. Because baby, I'm just getting started.